Make sure to check all of your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, as well as checking your fire extinguishers. We're your locally owned hardware store and have been since 1892. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. sickness and find me no cure for tis only love that i know to be pure oh sweet nigel what do i do your poetry moves me in indescribable ways it makes me want to sing and dance and see the encore performances of something rotten at the wyo theater then what's stopping you oh you startled me you see my puritan father would never approve come on this is the 16th century. It's time to loosen that corset. Yes, but Something Rotten is a musical. A very funny musical starring my dearest love. He would never understand. Well, you're going to miss one of the best shows of the year if you keep with that attitude. And it's only playing October 20th through the 23rd. You're right. To thine own self be true. I'll get my tickets at wildtheater.com for an encore performance of Something Rotten. Huzzah! Welcome to the Renaissance and the Wyo Theater. Right now, every piece of living room seating at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Choose your favorite sofa, love seat, or sectional, and get a new look for your living room this fall. Relax with a new reclining sofa or make room for those large gatherings with a new American-made sectional. Receive even larger discounts on every swivel glider, accent chair, and individual recliner. Moss Holders showroom is stocked with inventory, but if you can't find that perfect piece in stock, all special order sofas, sectionals, and chairs will receive the same savings. That's Moss Holders Living Room Upholstery Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Dr. Colin Hardy and his team at Atlas Chiropractic are here to help. When your spine is out of alignment or subluxated, the nervous system can't function properly. Spinal misalignments can lead not only to headaches and back pain, but also sleeplessness, chronic tiredness, decreased immunity, and general malaise. Don't wait. Call Atlas Chiropractic today for a free examination and consultation with Dr. Hardy. It's time to spring into a healthier you at Atlas Chiropractic, Sheridan's premier wellness center. Call 672-6000 to schedule your appointment. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. There's a lot going on here in Sheridan County. 1% is hitting the ballot this coming month. County projects, housing trusts, discussions, and more. So joining me this morning to talk about these issues and more is Sheridan County Commission Chair Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Nick Siddle. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, how's your fall season going, uh, Commissioner Wright? Well, I tell you what, with this weather, uh, how could it not be awesome? <laughs> a high of 80-something today. We were just talking a little while ago that maybe there could be a, a golf out there later <laughs> um, Which, you know, I, I can remember many years we've had pretty serious snow, uh, first, first uh, snows in September, and for sure in October. So the idea that we're maybe going to see some golfers this afternoon is is uh amazing it, so yeah yeah it really is usually that big heavy first snows hit by now breaking and trees down yeah <laughs> we've yep. got to deal with that throughout the entire yep. county yeah yep. uh how about you commissioner siddle how's your fall you know it's been really good i've been out doing a little outdoor recreating a little hunting and a little golfing and uh spending some time with my my local family and my grandson outdoors and it's it's been a great fall how's the hunt been going you know, pretty well. Um, I have have yet to uh, bag an elk, but I did get a nice mule deer and and an antelope, and and it's all good. So fill in the freezer. We're we're enjoying <laughs> just the time outdoors. Now, uh, a lot of people still fighting against the one percent optional sales tax. This one penny tax has been approved consecutively since the late nineteen. 19- 
80s. Let's talk about some of the details. Uh, commissioners, what is this tax levied upon? Well, Floyd, this, this tax is um, basically subject to sales on anything that is that has sales tax. Um, it does not apply to, like, you know, groceries, uh, gasoline, uh, rent, uh, real estate, those things are exempt from the one cent. But but uh, anything that has sales tax on it is going to have the the optional added to it. So, and just so people know, this is one cent on each dollar, correct. one penny on the dollar. Correct? Yeah. Correct. And and the other thing that um, that the Wyoming Office of Tourism says is that about. Uh, 12 to 14 percent of this is paid by people from out of the state as they pass through our state. So, you know, it's not a entirely a local tax. It's also tax levied on all the people that just buy stuff as they pass through. And what are some of the projects that this tax has paid for in the past? Um, I've got I've got a piece of paper here in front of me saying that this thing has been passed consecutively since November of 1988. The first time it actually went on the ballot was November of 1976. What are some of the projects this thing's paid for in that time? Um, well, various in the sundry. I mean, the list is humongous. Uh, uh, the city of Sheridan by far gets the lion's share of the uh, one cent to the tune of north of $16 million. The county comes in second place. Um, a little over nine million, and then the other uh, incorporated communities in Sheridan County um, get money as well from from this tax. Dayton gets a little over a million, Ranchester a little under a million, and Claremont about a hundred and forty thousand. So um, it's a major income for these small communities. It's kind of one of their main sources of income, more so than. It, it really does help the small communities. And the money's been used mainly for infrastructure projects. Yeah. Projects that, that stay around for a long time. So that's the, you know, kind of the, the, the way I see it. That's the way to, to memorialize these funds to make the biggest bang for your buck, you know. So, for instance, um, as far as infrastructure, you know, city buildings and, uh, streets, sidewalks, utilities, storm drainage, recreational facilities, um, projects like that. Also, roads and road and bridge um, capital projects uh, and equipment. Airport cap airport capital projects. Uh, library, our our county library projects. Fairgrounds projects. Uh, the YMCA benefits from this. I mean, this this is a uh, the money gets spread around. And, and, and um, used wisely, I would say. You know, in my opinion, I would say that this is the best way to use a tax. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The money is used for, it all goes directly to projects. It's not divvied out anywhere where it's not useful. And, and you know, the, the other thing about this tax is that um, everybody everybody benefits from it. It's not just one one thing, and and certainly the one thing I do want to emphasize, and you've emphasized it, Floyd, is there seems to be a uh, a tax group out there that's really concerned about new taxes, and this is not a new tax. Like you said, it's been around since 1988, and and the voters have approved it every four years since 1988, and it's up to the voters to decide what they want to do. Just check out the facts and, and see how you feel about it. You know, and I would say if they're really curious to call out to uh, maybe some of the, the city halls or the town halls out of Ranchester and Dayton and ask those folks how the heck they would get some of that stuff paid for without this tax. Uh, being in a small community like that, they don't, they don't get a lot of sales tax. They don't make as many sales as they shared in some of the bigger cities around mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to try and get something paid for in those small towns. That's right. And so this is just a really good way that we can all help each other out at the same time while shopping downtown. Uh, 
some of the best <laughs> some of the best way to spend that Christmas tax money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, now would you say that some of these projects probably would have ended up on the back burner or not done at all had this tax not been enacted? Well, no question the the volume of what what could be done by both the city and county and the municipalities would certainly be down because this money has been used directly for those projects and and so the volume of what we could do would certainly go down. And this tax hasn't increased since it came out. This is literally one penny on the dollar. Correct. So it's not like you guys are trying to levy more. I, oh, I don't no. even know if you could uh, <clears throat> legally. So one penny. I think this is just an optional one cent sales tax. Uh, you're you're contributing to the the greater good of the communities <laughs> w- without even knowing about it. Now does well, and we believe you know wholeheartedly whether we legally could or not. We'd like to leave it up to the voters to decide. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, does the county, and I've talked to the city about this, but does the county also divvy some of this out to 501c3s? Yes. I believe you do. so, yeah. Yes. Um, I, would, um, I would say that off the top of my head and looking at this list I have, <laughs> <laughs> some of the entities would be like the dog and cat shelter. Yeah. Um, second can second chance cat rescue, the YMCA, um, the YMCA, VOA, Northern Rockies, um, Habitat for Humanity. Um, that's the that's the short list. I'm sure there's a, a much much longer list of of entities that benefit from these funds. And I would say that those 501c3s are doing a service for the community that the government cannot provide. Absolutely. Uh, you know, even though I believe it's the city that technically owns the dog and cat shelter, this is where a lot of the money comes from. The uh, way, yeah, the way I look at it, Floyd, is like the government is like these big planks on the bridge, but those 501c3s fill in the cracks in between the big wide planks and yeah, make sure people don't fall through the cracks. So I think they're so important to... Um, to to be around and and do the work they do and you know one of the greatest parts of my job is actually being able to speak with the directors and the the individuals involved with these 501c3s and there isn't one of them that is not passionate about what they do Mm -hmm. and and understand how vital that they are to whatever service that they're providing for the community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where something isn't being done. And so someone has stepped in to get it done, but it helps. It needs help with, with funding because everything's expensive nowadays. Uh, You know, I will say that, that all these organizations do have fundraisers and the people of Sheridan and the businesses in Sheridan are so generous. They really are. To help take care of them and to do that. And, and this is just one more avenue for that money. We know that there's a lot of generous donors out there and and people that are willing to help with fundraising auctions and mm-hmm. and sales and everything else, just flat-out donations to keep these things afloat. But every little bit helps. Absolutely. And it's not like a guarantee when I apply for this money either. There's a vetting, isn't there? Uh, the, I know the city vets a little bit. Correct. Um, we get proposals for projects and, and look through them. And, and I mean... There is so much money to go around. You can't give everybody everything. And yeah. so, so we have to look through projects and decide um, where we go. Now, when it comes to this year, has anyone, what are the rumblings of, of how we would use it for this uh, fiscal year? You know, we really, truthfully, we're just waiting to see what the voters have to say. And, and then we'll look. But but we have ongoing projects, like we say, um, Road and Bridge is is probably the biggest benefactor of it, trying to keep county roads up. And and as we know right now, the prices of any kind of construction is just astronomical. Absolutely. And yeah. I, was, I, I didn't understand how expensive roads were until in this job I started talking to engineers and city planners. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, you want to talk about an expensive, uh, you know, necessity for the city and, and the county, roads. Yeah. It costs a million dollars to pave a mile of road, My. roughly in that vicinity. 
So, that's, that's before yeah. inflation. So right, yeah, might be a little yeah. more now. Might be more now. <laughs> yeah, there's probably an engineer out right, there shaking his head, with, saying, "Man, I wish it was still a million five dollar and thirty cent diesel fuel." <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of projects, when we return, we're going to talk about some of the projects going on right here in the county. More with the Sheridan County Commission when we come back. Stick around. This is Public Pulse on 9:30 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. That all situations are different, and they want you to know that they're judgment-free. No matter the state of your home, if you're looking to get out from under it or just want to walk away due to the amount of work that it needs, Wild Renovation is here to help. They'll look at any home, no matter the condition, and make you an offer. Get money for your home without involving a realtor. Learn more at wildrenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead, and now think about your current worn-out tires. How safe does that make you feel? Well, lucky for you, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale all year going on now. Buy three tires, get one free. That's 25% off. And the best part is if you aren't ready to put your tires on right now, Midas will hold them until you're ready. How great is that? Don't miss the big tire sale going on now at Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. 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 Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Autoglass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Autoglass as a locally owned business. Novus Autoglass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Autoglass 307 an appointment. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hop Eyes over on SheridanMedia.com. This week, we have $300 gift certificates from ChemDry of Sheridan, $20 car wash vouchers to Letterbuck Car Wash, as well as a brand new J-Moto Youth ATV from Handos starting at 65% off retail value. We have those items and more from local retailers, all starting at 50% off of retail value as well. Bidding is easy. Just head over to SheridanMedia.com, click on the Hop Eyes banner, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. My guests this morning are Sheridan County Commission Chair Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Nick Siddle. We've been talking about the 1% optional sales tax and just some of the projects and organizations that it helps to pay for right here in the county. Now, these projects we will discuss have not necessarily been paid for using this tax, but they are taking place or will be taking place here within the county. Commissioners, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Monarch Bridge? What's going on there? Sure. That's a project that we're doing in cooperation with YDOT, the Wyoming Department of Transportation. And, and the Monarch Bridge is a very historic bridge to the town of Monarch, and it's the only one existing in Wyoming now that currently spans that far and also has a rail side on the bridge. So actually train cars went across the bridge and transportation, and it's the only one of its kind still in the state of Wyoming. So as the bridge was obviously built, uh, you know, a century ago, and it's in pretty bad disrepair and it needs replaced, um, the Historic Preservation Committee worked with YDOT, 
we all work together and, and thankfully the padlock ranch right in close vicinity has has given us a spot where we can actually pull that bridge out and put it on display on dry land and we're going to put in a little parking area where people can go out and see the historic bridge and then and then we will with YDOT's cooperation obviously we'll be putting a new bridge across the river in the same location wow so we're going to keep the bridge as an attraction absolutely um Thanks for taking my thunder and lightning. Commissioner Siddle. One person at a time. I'm I'm on the Historic Preservation Commission, (laughs) and so I know a little bit about this. But, yeah, that's correct. We've got an agreement with Padlock Ranch. Thanks to those folks for being so so, uh, welcoming and and easy to work with, and also with YDOT and the county. And that bridge is going to be removed, like Commissioner Siddle said and and uh, redisplayed on some land not too far away with some signage and a place to park and trying to preserve the history you know this is yeah. this is the way it was back in the day and um actually the the structure of the bridge is really cool it's it's the old style the way all bridges were made back in that era you know big rivets and big big uh, uh, uh cross members or cross sections of of who knows what kind of iron it was. Kind of a lattice, <laughs> kind of a lattice type structure. Yeah. Exactly. Anything so, they could throw in the forge. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's going on. Um, I don't know the timeline for that, but that is uh, coming. Maybe not like a freight train, but coming. Yeah. So it's it, it nothing has actually started on this bridge as of yet, though. Well, the, we've got the plans, the planning, and everything, and the and the funding <clears throat> has been approved through YDOT on their bridge project, and and I think it will be done in 2023. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're they're focusing. I'm pretty on sure some, it's a 2023 project. A few other bridges here within the county have taken their attention right now. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> and now, the um, Brook Street, how's it coming along? Well. It, well Go ahead, Lonnie. Well, it, I think they did some geotech stuff. They did some drilling to, you know, see what kind of compaction and what kind of soils are underneath the paving and, and on that hillside. Um, really, none of the real nuts and bolts of the work are going to take place till next spring, I think. So, um, but it's it's also, it's like everything's going to come, come to fruition on the same, probably this, as soon as the snow melts next spring, it's going to be really busy around the courthouse area and the campus of the courthouse so that's one of the projects that's going to go that's going to be happening there and that's also a project we're doing with YDOT we're receiving the funding through YDOT and uh, and hopefully get a grant or two and and make it come to fruition it's going to be a really nice project that'll be a nice little area to go up have your lunch maybe hang out a little bit Um, the plans for that uh, I can't remember if I've actually laid eyes on those yet or not. What do they look like? It's kind of a because because it has to be um, ADA compliant. Um, it's kind of a switchback trail that goes up the hill, and very close to where the second floor door is, existing door right now. There's going to be a, a big, uh, almost like I, I I think it looks almost like a stage. I could see a band, a, a gazebo. I could see a, a yeah. band performing there on a Friday night in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's exactly what will happen, but there's a place for picnic tables. There's a place for tables and chairs, and a, kind of a raised area, and it's a big circular area. That the, the uh, and that's where you, to get into that door, that existing door that's right near there. Further up the hill, there's going to be parking, um, but um, a lot of a lot of excuse me, a lot of uh, low-maintenance greenery and maybe a couple statues. Yeah. Yeah, so. A great place for uh, maybe the art council to throw something up over there. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. and it's been a project that's really been looked at by the community. And the the drawings are available on our website, if you go to our website and take a look. And we're going to put up some signage down there at the bottom of the hill in the near future too so people can see a little I think more there's about a sign there now. what's coming maybe it is there I think there's now. A sign oh that's fantastic there. Yeah. so all you got to do is just all run right. out there to brook street take a look sure and you can see the area where all this uh, progress yep. is going to happen yep. sure. what a fantastic idea you know that uh <laughs> it's a really steep street right there yes it is <laughs> that you weren't able to use in the winter anyway right right that's great. Uh, it was just too dang dangerous. And so this is a fantastic use of that space right there by the courthouse. It's going to improve everything uh, 
aesthetically around that area. Plus, we're still going to have parking there. And you're going to have a place where you can go and eat your lunch. And as the commissioner said, maybe even have a band. Now, speaking of the county courthouse, uh, we're looking for a window refurbish. Is that the only project that's going on to the courthouse itself? Well, no, we're going to have, we have some, uh, some real water issues and structure issues with the old part of the courthouse, the historic old part of the courthouse. And so it's going to be doing, getting some structural work on it and some maintenance and the old jail as well. Those, both of those buildings are definitely in need of some work. And, and luckily through some of the ARPA funds that we received, we're able to, it's a project, one of those things like we talked about earlier, that's kind of been on the back burner because we haven't had the money. And with some of the ARPA funds available for infrastructure, we're going to be able to give that old part of the courthouse a structural facelift and, and make it a lot better and, and, uh, less leaky and, uh, and a lot more stable. Yeah, that's fantastic. One thing that uh, it's just the bane of engineers, and that's water. That's right. <laughs> Man, that's right. If, yeah. if you've got something wrong with the angle of your house, it will be found. Yep. And water's going to be <laughs> the one who searches it out. For sure. Now, um, county road maintenance, <coughs> is that still taking place? Are we still getting some work done because of the weather? You bet. We haven't had any big, bad freezes yet, and if we can get some moisture on those roads, it makes them good to work. And so... Yeah, our road crews are out anywhere where we've got some good moisture and getting the roads smoothed up and in good shape for winter. Now, the majority of county roads are dirt, correct? Well, we prefer to call it gravel. But <laughs> <laughs> we put a lot of gravel on those roads. Yeah, Gravel roads. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> There's a few dirt roads out there. Old dirt roads. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think when I think county roads. The old two-track tr- wagon trail. Right, yeah. right. Now, uh, how much more maintenance do you think they'll be able to get done for the year? Are they just going to go to the point where, you know what, we're just going to have to switch over to plows tomorrow? That's to the point where it gets freezing and you can't get into the surface and keep working it well. I mean, anytime we've got, we had so dry of a July and August that we had trouble doing much to roads because you couldn't do it without hauling a lot of water. Yeah. And, uh, and so when we get a little moisture on the roads and we can work them and we've had, like Lonnie said, we've had a beautiful fall. So we've been able to get a lot of roads smoothed up. In my experience too, Floyd, the, the problem with working without moisture, you actually make it worse in my mind than doing any improvement. Oh, absolutely. It just gets to be like driving through a a flower, a a windrow of flower with marbles (laughs) in it. It, it, uh, is, is actually worse. So, Yep, and, and the moisture really makes it work. So, and even the construction of gravel roads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of science behind this uh, to try and make them last just as long as we possibly can without having to go over them time and time again to remove washboard, lay gravel down. There's a lot to this. Uh, the angle of the road, the curvature of the road, it all plays a part. And in, in w- once again, water trying to get the water off the road so we can keep this thing going as well, long as with we our, possibly can. With our chloride projects that we do in the spring of the year, that it really seals the surface of those roads and keeps them in pretty good shape for most of the summer and, and makes them solid and makes them so they're not dusty. So that certainly is a big help in maintaining those roads. Absolutely. Another project going on around town uh, and uh, the county tree trimming. Tis the time of year to climb up there and get those limbs off of there. How much of that uh, is the county getting done? Well, you know, right now we're still kind of concentrating on the roads, but as soon as we can't do that, then our crews will be out any place where they can improve the sight distance along the county roads. And and obviously, too, it helps keep the snow from drifting on the roads so bad if you can keep the trees back a little ways from the roads. And, right. and uh, just try and just try and maintain. Obviously, they grow, and we've got to keep cutting them back to where – we certainly want to maintain the beauty of the community, but we need some sight distance along those roads to keep them safe. Now, I spoke with the uh, Sheridan County Emergency Management Coordinator, Jesse Ludekaus, on the plans that he had for getting a bomb detection canine. He was pretty excited about that. This is a very serious issue. Uh, these animals are uh, hard to come across. They're very well trained. Can you tell me about uh, the new development? with that a little bit floyd um i i uh, know that 
they had a dog identified and he did not pass his physical. So they had to, oh, dang. Had to go, had to go to a new dog. But anyway, I think they have a new dog located. It's going to be a Labrador, which who doesn't love a Labrador? Right. I've got one. Anyway, um, the, uh, um, uh, dog is, uh, being, uh, trained as we speak. Um, I don't know. I don't for sure have a timeline when he's going to be here locally, but, um, I know he will be trained on several items that are made to make explosives. So, you know, deck cord, C4, black powder, samples of those. Actually, Jesse, our emergency management coordinator, drove to Arkansas recently to pick up all these samples to save the county a lot of money because to ship them, it was going to be north of like $5,000. Oh, that's hazmat stuff right there. <laughs> well, that's, it's yeah. hazmat to the nth degree, you know, so the, the shipping cost was going to be ridiculous. So he actually drove to Arkansas, picked them up, and came back with them. So we have all those samples for continuing education training for the dog, which um, is kind of the way it works, apparently. So, um, and a little bit of a discussion with Jesse, they, they, use the, they use like the favorite toy of the dog. So the, the actual process, which I did not know, was actually the dog's playing a game. He's looking for his toy. So they put the toy in with a, a sample that he's been trained on, and as soon as he finds that sample, he gets his toy. So he gets his reward. Positive, positive reinforcement training, I guess you would say. But anyway, that's for the dog, it's a game. And so that's why they love to play it I absolutely guess. vital and life-saving for us for sure though. i mean yeah <laughs> kind of like those 32 years i spent in education yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah and on that we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we'll continue with the sheridan county commission stay with us this is public pulse the 930 KROE 103.9 fm Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And find me no cure, for tis only love that I know to be pure. Oh, sweet Nigel, what do I do? Your poetry moves me in indescribable ways. It makes me want to sing and dance and see the encore performances of Something Rotten at the Wyo Theater. Then what's stopping you? Oh, you startled me. You see, my Puritan father would never approve. Come on. This is the 16th century. It's time to loosen that corset. Yes, but Something Rotten is a musical. A very funny musical starring my dearest love. He would never understand. Well, you're going to miss one of the best shows of the year if you keep with that attitude. And it's only playing October 20th through the 23rd. You're right. To thine own self be true. I'll get my tickets at wyotheater.com for an encore performance of Something Rotten. Huzzah! Welcome to the Renaissance and the Wyo Theater. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 6720785. The weather is so unpredictable this time of year. Is your vehicle or tires ready? Chris Hayden with Hammer Chevrolet. Bob, with our tire price match guarantee, you don't have to wait for a tire sale. We carry all the brand name tires at the guaranteed lowest price. If your vehicle's in need of any mechanical repairs, we have the latest in diagnostic and repair equipment. We offer an oil change, tire rotation, and 27-point inspection. Hammers is your full-service dealership, and we value your business. Schedule online at hammerchevy.com or call us. 
Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship-trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly-rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. My guests this morning are Sheridan County Commission Chair Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Nick Siddle. The outcome of a thorough housing study performed here in Sheridan County resulted in discussions revolving around the development of a housing land trust and partnerships between the Sheridan City Council and the Sheridan County Commission. Now, Commissioners, how exactly did this idea come about? Well, you know, Floyd, for for years, there's been a lot of people in the community wanting to know what we can do about affordable and attainable housing. And and the housing study that you mentioned there, the Gruen and Gruen study, showed some possible solutions to the problem. And, and one of those was a housing land trust. So in conjunction with the city and county, a committee was actually formed to look into the possibility of doing this. And that committee started meeting um, last year about, or this year about in February. And there were, uh, Commissioner Haswell and I were on that committee from the city. Um, Councilors Linden and Day and Mayor Bridger were on it. And then as we progressed going through trying to figure out how we wanted to do it, we thought that it was important to add a couple of community members. And so Christine Dietrich from the Habitat for Humanity and then Jenny Kraft from the Scott Foundation also joined our committee and, and we brainstormed and, and looked at different possibilities and the ideas of how it could come about. So Now, explain to me how, how this land trust is going to work. I've, I've, I've spoke with the... Uh, City Councilman uh, Aaron Linden about it. But for those who may have not listened to that show, um, how is the land trust going to operate, sir? Well, first of all, we don't know that it's going to for sure. The county and the city have to vote on it. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. No, last night we had an informational meeting um, where we had a land trust presentation from from Stu McRae, the city administrator. We had a study overview from the community development director who is Wade Sanner, and then Christine Dietrich from uh, Habitat for Humanity kind of presented it, and then the city attorney, Brendan Kearns, at the potential agreements that we're doing. So if if it comes to fruition, the city and the county would each put in $1.5 million out of the ARPA funds that, that is available out there for this very purpose. And uh, then the way that it's that it's looking is there would be a a separate committee put together that would help oversee this, but the overreaching, the administration of it would be done through Habitat for Humanity. But there'd be a committee put together that would be two appointees from the county, two from the city, and three from Habitat. Then that would kind of oversee the direction these funds go and the. The purpose of the land trust is to purchase land and then allow building on the land, but the people will own their own their homes but not own the land. So they'll save that money. Okay. And then how will that work if down the line I wanted to sell the house? Um, then there's an agreement, of course, that you sign when you do it. And so as you sell the house down the line, then the land would still be owned by the land trust and the house itself would trade hands. Okay. So, and the and the and the price of the house um, is limited. I mean, it it can't be market price. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying, but you know, yeah. mar- market price is like skyrocketing going right, crazy. right. So the 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 price of the sale price of the house would have to be under a little bit more of a um, control to. And make the, it reasonable for a new person to yeah, so a young couple and coming the in buyers, trying to start out. The buyers would have to meet the qualifications Absolutely. the same as what the original people did. Yep. So, yeah. so a rich person wouldn't be able to just walk Correct. in there and say, you know what? Correct. I can live in this little. Now, when it no. comes to the land itself, will I be paying some sort of lease on that land? Or will the there be any charge for the land just, at all? You'll just sign an agreement. 
on the that you understand that you don't own the property and I don't believe there's I mean the all the fine details haven't been worked out yet that's what this committee will do if the city and the county agree to go ahead with it. And is that something that's going to be put to the voters or is that something that's going to be put to the council and the commission? The council and the commission. The council and the commission. All right. right. Yep. And uh, when about will that happen? Well, at the meeting last night, it said that it's on the city council agenda for the 7th of November. That's coming. Um, coming we haven't quick. put it on our county agenda yet, but... But it's coming quick. That's what the purpose of the meeting last night was, was to try and, and get into the weeds and see where we want to go with it. So, mm-hmm. it, Time to take action. Right. Uh, we're getting there anyhow. Correct. Uh, come come yeah. November 7th, sounds like a lot of important things Correct. are going to be happening this November. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, switching subjects on you real quick, current airport manager John Stopka will be retiring at the end of this year. <clears throat> the commissioners have begun the search for his replacement how's that going gentlemen it's it's going we we've uh, hired a, a company that is that specializes in uh people who would know all about the faa and know about airport operations and so it's it's a, a specialized i guess headhunter for the lack of better term to to go out and search and you know put the feelers out to let folks in that industry know that there's an opening coming up in Sheridan County. And, um, I don't know how many, um, uh, applicants there have been, but I know they have, they will, they will narrow it down and, and pare it down to, um, the top, the, the cream of the crop, I yeah. guess you could say, yeah. and, uh, present them to us to interview and, and decide. That's interesting. So these individuals will not only put the alert out there and then receive the applications or the resumes, however they choose to do this, mm-hmm. but they'll also vet it for you. To a certain extent, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it seems like, yeah, that would be absolutely necessary. This isn't a job that just anybody can apply for. Like we have a lot of expertise on our county commission to hire an airport manager. I mean, we don't have that expertise. Right, right. (laughs) So this company we're working with, this company we're working with specializes in it, and and they do it for people all over the country. And the uh, FAA, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's the organization that oversees that stuff. That I could only imagine. They've got books after books after books of regulations that they have to follow. Uh, this is this is almost like trying to find a good lawyer. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> they speak their uh, own language. Don't get right. me started on lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, uh, speaking of new management, there is a new fairgrounds director, correct? Or are we looking for one? No, correct. We actually uh, we did some interviews, and uh, we did hire a new fairgrounds director. She, I believe, she's going to start on Monday. Um, and it was a process through the the county commissioners and the fair board and working together. We got to say, Jamie Ringley's been there for ten years and he is phenomenal at the fairgrounds and and he had a different opportunity and so he moved on and and we had quite a few applicants and then we did some interviews and so the the lady who's going to take over as the as the fair director is her name is Kimber Solberg and she is formerly just brief resume on her she's formerly the national executive director of the little britches rodeo association nationwide and she's headquartered out of colorado and and she has a lot of background on facilities and also a lot of background on fundraising and then those kind of things to try and move our facility forward and then gianna clemens who has been the uh administrative assistant at the fairgrounds for years she has a lot of knowledge and and everything too so we we kind of moved her up to be the grounds manager, so she will kind of manage the grounds crew, and then Kimber will oversee the whole process, and And I think it's going to make for a really good situation at our fairgrounds. And, and duties and jobs out there at the fairgrounds, that's a year-round thing nowadays, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That fairgrounds is busy 52 weeks of the year with different things going on out there. People call out there and kind of use it as a meeting location for various organizations and gatherings throughout the year. People traveling through with horses or livestock stop there and spend the night, you know, get their 
horses unloaded, let them stretch their legs and such all the time. So My father actually has a very specific route from Wyoming to Texas that he takes every year for that very reason. Mm -hmm. He Uh knows the fairgrounds and the hotels that have spots where he can unload all of his horses, usually anywhere from three to four a year go with him. So Mm, right. mm -hmm. Uh, it's pretty, pretty important when you've got those, uh, those guys in the back of that trailer for eight hours. <laughs> Whew. All right. Now something, uh, here's, here's a piece of good news. The county's lifted the fire ban, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Now, it, it, because of that, what can residents do now that they couldn't do under the ban? Um, well, they, I guess the biggest thing I think of is if you had, you know, uh, a brush pile that needed to be lit off that could be done now if you had welding that needed to be done out away from you know a gravel road or away from a concrete floor out in the field somewhere that could be done now whereas before it it not it could still be done but it it was a lot more trouble you needed to have a you know a big radius cleared off and to be safe and such um but yeah about a week or 10 days ago we lifted the fire ban I guess I want to say there's still a lot of dry grass out there and with today's temperature of maybe 80 degrees, we're still in fire season. So um, I was just going to say that the the fire that just about burned Dayton down was in November when it happened. So yeah, wow. we, could, we could very well have a catastrophic fire still. Um, um, I guess if you want to light off a brush pile, check the weather. Uh, maybe maybe have a, a water source nearby. Um, if you want the wind to blow, light that fire because that's what'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> the wind, the wind yeah. Will start blowing. As soon as it and starts also, up. <laughs> if you're planning to do a burn, please call dispatch <clears throat> before you do. So when the neighbors see smoke and they call in, they know what's going on. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Please call in to dispatch before you actually light off a sizable fire. I would. I guess I would say if you've waited this long to burn a brush pile, why not wait till the snow's on the ground? <laughs> yeah. 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 Which could be this weekend, honestly. You never yeah. know. So now, uh, isn't it uh, usually spring that a lot of the ditches get burned off, or is that yeah, uh, okay? So yeah. that's we're not looking for for large burns. No. Right. Uh, Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully yep. not. Uh, we've we've managed to come through this year, this fire season, pretty dang good. And I'm not trying oh, to jinx us. Knock on some wood here. It's I got been it right amazing. Here. It's been amazing considering the fuel that's out there and how dry it's been. Yeah. How well we've gotten by. People have been very careful, I would have to say. But yep. uh, as as uh, you know, Commission Chair Wright said, we've got to be careful because there is still a lot of fuel out there. Yes, sir. And it would only take one spark, folks. So yeah. let's just uh, be mindful if we're going to go out and do a little bit of maintenance, maybe a little groundskeeping around the farm or the ranch. Yep. Now, um, let's talk about uh, a couple county board positions. What's open? Well, you know, we have, of course, terms on all of the boards that we appoint, and and so we do have some openings that most of them will be opening the 1st of January. So we want to get those people appointed. So we do have our predator management district has two applications open. They're both for sportsman positions. And that's an individual that resides in the district who are sportsmen and they are not livestock owners, but they're sportsmen that are out there that are interested in hunting and fishing. And in order to be eligible you have to have either a hunting or fishing license and so we have two positions there Um, one is an unexpired term that runs from january 1st to december 31st of 2003 and the other one is from 2023 to 2026 so two spots on the predator management board Um, we have we'll have four open positions on the fair board Um, and certainly some of those people might reapply we don't know but there will be four positions on the fair board and those run from 2023 to 2026 we do have um, nominations for the weed and pest control district for areas three six and seven and um, then we also have an application for one unexpired term on the sheridan county travel and tourism board so some openings if you're interested in any of those things uh you can send your application to human resources at sheridancounty.com or or take a look and send them by mail to us at the commissioner's office but those are all posted 
on our Sheridan County website and take a look at those. Now, I've only got a couple minutes left, sir, maybe about right. a minute and 30 seconds, but I just wanted to touch on the fact that um, what should we keep in mind before we apply for a board? This takes a, a level of commitment, doesn't it? Well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, we we wanted to open it up to to anybody that's that's you know can be qualified, but keep be mindful that you know it, it is a commitment. And if you get a position on a board, um, stick with it and and you know do your duty. If you want to if you want to be a part of that, then you know. Do what you think you're going to do. What you say you're going to do, you know. Absolutely. Come, come to the meetings and participate. Don't be an empty seat on a right. on a board. I mean, that's right. That's that's uh, exactly correct. But yeah. we'd love to have a wide variety of people on these boards. So take a look at them. And it's a great community service. This is a great way to get involved. Uh, jump on a board. You probably learn a heck of a lot about something. You bet. Uh, and that predator board. You know, that's one thing that I never. I grew up in this state. And it never once crossed my mind that there was a board of individuals who sat around and basically <laughs> tried to figure out how are we going to keep foxes out of the hen house? <laughs> yeah, right. know, how are we going to keep skunks out from underneath your porch? That's right. what a predator that's right. board does. And it's absolutely vital, especially yeah. in rural communities like ours. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, it's it's great having those guys out there. Because uh, I think you guys actually are one of the only organizations that is allowed to employ full-time trappers correct correct and that's what these individuals do they literally trap these small predators and and sell off that fur yep that's right and it's a good way to keep them out from underneath your porch (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that never once takes a special person to want to be a skunk trapper (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) commissioners thank you for coming in and speaking with us today i greatly appreciate your time thank you sir all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm shared and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit elias and financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc the owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Sheridan College Alumni Network presents Resilient Leadership, a Leadership Impact Luncheon on Wednesday, October 26th from noon until 1. The feature speaker will be Jen Krause, the Sheridan College Vice President of Student Affairs and Executive Director of Sheridan College Foundation. The Resilient Leadership Luncheon is just $20 per person or $10 for Sheridan College alumni. To register, please visit Sheridan SheridanCollegeFoundation.org or call 675-0700. Wow, isn't it beautiful? How can you not love this time of year? Yes, fall is here. Kids are back in school. Sports are underway. The mornings and evenings are cool and the leaves are starting to change in all those beautiful colors. You know what else is great about fall? It's an awesome time to buy or sell real estate. Hi, this is Jill Bates. So if you're thinking about listing your home or looking to buy, give us a call. The best team works hard for you in all the seasons. Call us today at 675-BEST. That's 675-BEST. Or find us online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE!